You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host, 27 days away from Texas football. But before we get there, we got to get through fall camp, and the Longhorns are currently through four fall practices. We've heard a lot of good things coming out of fall camp, so we're going to discuss our takeaways from what we've heard thus far coming out of fall camp. On today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, we're going to talk about the offensive line. We're going to talk about the quarterbacks with Malik Murphy, Quinn Ewers, and Hudson Card. And then we're going to talk about the pass catchers, receivers, and tight ends. And then we're going to talk about the defensive side on all three levels, D-line, linebackers, and defensive backs. But let's start with the offensive line. So when the Texas football team arrived to fall camp on Wednesday, if you haven't seen the video, it's on the Texas football Twitter. It kind of gave off the elementary school vibes. They pull up in the yellow school bus. They're all getting off the bus. They have the crossing guard escorting them across the street to the you know the fall camp facility where they'll be practicing and when you see these players getting off the bus there's a few that stand out and one of those that definitely stood out was number 78 true freshman kelvin banks now kelvin banks is part of this very talented offensive line class that was brought in in the 2022 class part of a top five recruiting class uh coming off a five and seven season for sark in his first full year Um, as the University of Texas football coach. And really what was the talk of that top five class was the seven offensive linemen that were brought in in that class because one, the offensive line wasn't great last year for a football team that went five and seven. But two, this is one of the most historic offensive line classes that we've ever seen in recruiting, specifically at Texas, but really in the country to bring in the type of talent they brought in at the offensive line position, bringing in seven of them. Um, It's something you don't see a lot in these offensive line classes, in these recruiting classes, period. And because the offensive line wasn't a strength for this football team last year, a lot of people wondered how fast they would be able to come in and make an impact for this football team. And from everything we're hearing in fall camp practices, it seems like really soon. So they have them practicing with the third team, you know, which is customary. They're true freshmen. They need to come in and earn everything. But You know, when you talk about Kelvin Banks, he's really been the talk of the fall practices thus far. And he's going to be your eventual starting left tackle at the University of Texas. But the question is, how soon will that happen? And from everything we've heard thus far, it looks like that's going to be a real possibility this season, maybe even beginning with week one against Louisiana Monroe. They've talked about his size, but not only his size and the fact that he doesn't look like a true freshman. He looks like a junior or senior, but he knows what he's doing in his reps as well. And definitely is a threat to once again be your starting left tackle on September 3rd against Louisiana Monroe. You know, that's the hope when you bring in a top 35 prospect on the offensive line in the country. You know, you hope that he could come in and have the pedigree to be a day one starter. And it looks like that thus far in his size uh, and his skill set and his mentality. We heard B. John Robinson talk about, you know, trying to joke with Kelvin Banks in in the weight room. And Kelvin Banks kind of looked at him crazy because he wasn't done you know, with his set and he didn't have time to play around according to B. John Robinson. So I think when you have that size, um, when you have that skill set and when you have that mentality um, and when you're rated that high coming out of high school, it speaks volumes. And I think sooner than later, he's going to be your starting left tackle at the University of Texas. But we're hearing the same thing amongst all of these players. Devon Campbell, who was a top 10 recruit in the country out of Arlington Bowie. We've heard the same thing um, that, 
you know, his size is, is something you notice right away. All of these offensive linemen, um, we've heard physically imposing. You know, we talked about large humans, and this is the prototypical size that Kyle Flood, who is really good at identifying great offensive linemen and developing great off offensive linemen, these are the type of players that he wanted to bring in. And, you know, they talked about how the third team, which is made up of these true freshmen, they just look bigger <laughs> than the first and second team, and they're a little more physically imposing. Um, and Devon Campbell, uh, he matches that from a size perspective, but also a skill set perspective, uh, a player that can play multiple positions on the interior offensive line. Um, and we saw that motor and his ability to dominate interior defensive linemen uh, at Arlington Bowie in high school. There's no secret why he was the top 10 recruit in the country. And I think he's already started to show that thus far, um, you know, in fall camp practices. And I think it'll be a reason that, you know, sooner than later, at some point this season, he'll end up playing a significant role for the Longhorns, if not starting and one of those offensive line positions. And then Cole Hudson, the one out of the seven freshmen who enrolled early, he's been here since January. He's already worked his way up to first team reps at right guard. That could be because Junior Angelau was working uh, with the centers. Um, that's something that they're working on at that depth at that position behind Jake Majors. But nonetheless, Cole Hudson was working with the first team at right guard. And we've heard nothing, uh, you know, but the coaching staff rave about his talent um, and his professional mindset at the position. And he's somebody that I've said on the podcast multiple times, I think, uh, you know, will make a big impact this year and we'll get a lot of playing time for the Longhorns this year. They've talked about Malik Agbo at his size at uh, on the offensive line and his ability, how nimble he is. And then Cam Williams, his ability to make an impact. He's probably the biggest of the offensive linemen. Um, and if he continues to, you know, keep his conditioning right and continue to develop, he's going to make an impact at that tackle position as well. So, um, offensive line, a big question mark going into the season for the Longhorns, but a lot of optimism around this true freshman class. It's going to be really interesting to see not only who makes the starting lineup um, at some point this season or going into week one, but also who's going to be on that second team and be ready to go um, when injuries happen or, you know, lineup changes happen. It's rare that you go through a whole season starting the same five offensive linemen for every game. So um, it looks like this true freshman class is coming ready. They're hungry. They're physically imposing size wise. And they also have the skill set to make an impact at the University of Texas as early as this season. Moving on to the quarterbacks, we're talking about Quinn Ewers, Hudson Card, and Malik Murphy. And we've heard a lot of good things about all three of them. Uh, Quinn Ewers, we've heard about his natural ability uh, to deliver the ball, the, his ability to make plays, special plays off platform, uh, you know, his ability to, you know, have elite accuracy and ball placement, his ability to put it on uh, the receiver in a position for them to catch the ball and continue running, not have to reach behind them. Uh, catch the ball where they can make plays. We know we have a lot of talented playmakers at the receiver and tight end position and at running back catching the ball out of the backfield. Hudson Carr, we've heard about his crisp footwork. He looks a lot more crisp than he did last year. Um, his ability to get through progressions is something that people have noticed at fall camp. Um, he just looks a lot more technically sound than he did last year. And then Malik Murphy, we've heard about his intangibles, his leadership, his ability to light up the room, um, his energy. Um, you know, he brings a big personality to the room. He's also the biggest quarterback in the room at 6'6", 220. We know that he has a cannon for a right arm, can throw the ball 75 to 80 yards. But we've also heard about his development as a passer uh, mechanically. You know, they've talked about how he has, you know, kind of a faster and a smoother delivery. Um, and he has the ability to, uh, you know, still push the ball downfield when he needs to, but also um, can take something off of it in the short to intermediate routes, which allows him to be more accurate um, in that position as well. So I think all three quarterbacks um, have shown a lot of promise uh, for Sark thus far in fall camp. And we know that Sark wants to uh, dictate who the quarterback is a little bit sooner than he did last year and not kind of have to deal with the back and forth between Casey Thompson and Hudson Card. 
uh, like he did last year, this year with this group of quarterbacks. I think that Quinn Ewers still will eventually be the starter for this Longhorns football team. But I think it's really good that all three um, have gotten a lot better. Um, we've heard about some missed throws from Hudson Card, but ultimately, like I said, he's been a lot more crisp. And we've heard about some interceptions for Quinn Ewers. And one thing I'll say is, although I think he um, is, you know, more talented, he's more natural. And I think the accuracy and ball placement are really important for a quarterback and was why I would put him over Hudson Card. He can't keep throwing interceptions. That's something that played him in the spring and it's something that has played him in fall camp thus far. And if he continues to throw interceptions, I can be confident in Quinn Ewers and his talent level all day. But at the end of the day, this is a very important season for Sark, and this is a very important season for Texas football. And Sark has to be confident that the person he's putting out there isn't going to turn the ball over. Turnovers are killers, and typically turnover differential will tell you how good your football team is. And so, you know, Quinn Ewers has all of the natural talent in the world, but at the end of the day, he has to throw it to the people in the burnt orange and white jerseys and not the other team. And so um, if the interceptions can't be cleaned up, then I think Sark, uh, is going to have to look at, at Hudson Card and maybe say he's the safer bet to be the starter this season. But I think Quinn Ewers is coachable. I think he's talented enough. Um, I think he's smart enough to figure it out. And I think he will figure out that interception issue. And ultimately, I think he represents uh, the best option at quarterback for the Longhorns going into the 2022 season. But once again, good uh, stuff coming out of fall camp for all three of your top three quarterbacks on the depth chart and Hudson Card, Quinn Ewers, and Malik Murphy. And I think we'll find out soon how Sark has that order going into the season. Quick word from LinkedIn, and then we're going to talk about our pass catchers at tight end and wide receiver. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So I think this Texas football team had a lot of talented playmakers at the wide receiver position last year. But for whatever reason, whether it was, you know, shaky quarterback play, shaky offensive line play, or just the receivers not playing up to their potential. We saw a lot of drops um, and, you know, kind of misplays in the passing game last year. It really was Xavier worthy or bust. And that was an area that Sark wanted to address in the offseason. He addressed it in a big way. He brought in uh, talented, speedy four-star true freshman in Brennan Thompson who runs a 10-2 in the 100. And somebody I know Sark is really excited to see how he can utilize this year. Uh, you brought in Isaiah Nayor, who was one of the best receivers in the country last year, averaged 20 yards per reception, um, but doesn't get talked about as one of the best receivers in the country because he played at Wyoming, uh, but definitely was very highly talented in the transfer portal. You bring in a Tariq Milton, who Sark talked about as just a professional wide receiver. Uh, you know, he talked about how he carries himself. He's very structured and off the field. And that translates to, you know, his work on, on the field. And he's really explosive uh, in the slot. And he's somebody that they're going to use a lot this year. Uh, we know that Sark likes to use a lot of receivers. And so expect Tariq Milton, who started his career at Iowa State, to be a big part of the receiving core for the Longhorns. And, you know, ultimately he's insurance. You know, Jordan Whittington hasn't shown the ability to stay healthy uh, for a full season. We're hoping that this year is the year that that happens. Um, but, you know, it helps to bring in somebody in Tariq Milton, who once again has a lot of Big 12 experience at that slot position and somebody who they feel like can come in um, and they won't miss a beat with Tariq Milton at that slot wide receiver position. And then you bring in uh, an Ajay Hall, who, you know, is a bit of a question mark at this point, but we know that he's uber talented. And if you get the ball in his hands, he's always a threat to take it to the house. And then they brought in Jaleel Billingsley at the tight end position. Um, but we've heard good things about JT Sanders and Gunnar Helm out of fall camp thus far. 
but really it starts with the top three at the wide receiver position with Xavier Worthy, Isaiah Neor, and Jordan Whittington. And I really challenge you to put that against any top three of any receiver room in the country. You know, you could say Ohio State, you could say USC. They have a lot of very talented receivers. But I think, you know, Xavier Worthy, we saw what he did being one of the best receivers in the country last year. Jordan Whittington, who we as Texas fans know what he's capable of. This was a five-star top 50 player in the country coming out of high school and just been it has it has been able to show it on the field in spurts but hasn't been able to put together a consistent season because of those injuries and then Isaiah Nayor who averaged 20 yards of reception and almost had a thousand yards in an offense that threw the ball 35 percent of the time you know he definitely is an illegit NFL prospect and a lot of people think he could end up being the wide receiver one this year that's as you know as talented as he is and you talk about that top three but then you throw names in there like a Troy O'Meary, who's looked good thus far, looks like a natural pass catcher. And we know as Texas fans, it's uber talented, but has dealt with injuries thus far and hasn't made it into a season healthy. You talk about a Brennan Thompson, you talk about a Tariq Milton and a Jai Hall and the death behind them. You talk about a Casey Kane, um, you know, a, a Jaden Alexis. You're talking about eight to nine receivers who legit can make an impact for this Texas football team this year. And I think that has to be really scary for opposing defenses and really should be the biggest reason if you're going to hang on to anything as far as this team competing for a big 12 championship this season, I won't say, you know, playoff or anything. I think they're still a ways away from that. They have question marks on offense and defense, but at the minimum, I feel like they should be competing for a big 12 championship game. And the biggest reason to kind of stake your claim in that or put your hat on that is just the amount of explosive potential they have on offense. And that's not to mention arguably the best running back room in the country headlined by the best running back in the country would be John Robinson behind him with Roshan, Keelan Robinson, uh, Jaden Blue and a Jonathan Brooks. And you talked about the tight end position. You know, there's been some questions uh, about Jaleel Billingsley. He's been hurt thus far with a hamstring injury in fall camp. Um, but there were some questions at Alabama, whether he can put it all together, but Sark has faith in him. Um, and we know that the tight end is really important in Sark's offense. And I think that, Jaleel Billingsley will be a plus um, just what he brings to the table and what they had last year. I think JT Sanders will really start to put it together this year. Really talented athlete out of Denton, um, you know, who has all of the tools to be one of the best tight ends in the country. And I think Gunnar Helm is just steady um, at that tight end position. So regardless of who's at quarterback this year, whether it's Hudson Card, Quinn Ewers or Malik Murphy by circumstance, I think that they're going to have an embarrassment of weapons, not just, a couple of very talented receivers and running backs. When you get down to the fourth and fifth best running backs, I mean, Jaden Blue was the number one running back in the country at one point before he opted out of his senior season. And then you talk about your fourth and fifth receivers. If that's Tariq Milton, um, you know, has been one of the most consistent and best receivers in the Big 12 in that slot position. If you're talking about an Ajay Hall, who could be one of the most talented receivers in the country. If you're talking about a, a Brennan Thompson or a Savion Red, another true freshman who's turned heads thus far, they talk about him as a natural pass catcher. This offense has 10 to 11 to 12 legitimate playmakers that can make an impact for this Texas football team this year. And once again, I think it's the biggest reason uh, for optimism going into the season that Texas can return to the Big 12 championship game for the first time since 2018. So we're going to talk about the defensive side and the defensive line. And we've talked a lot on this podcast and really all the Texas content creators have talked about how this defensive line, um, you know, has to step up from last year and be one of the biggest reasons um, that they improve. So this defense can improve. And 
uh, that can improve on a five and seven season. When you only have 20 sacks, um, the pass rush wasn't great. And we heard Pete Kukowski at his press conference say, what pass rush? And I think there was a little bit of truth to that. Um, and then when you look at the holes that were open in the run game, especially late in games last year, um, you're just not going to be able to win football games, uh, giving out the amount of yards they did and the amount of yards per carry they did in the run game last year. Um, not a lot to take away from the defensive line thus far in fall camp. You know, they're in shorts, um, you know, not, you know, full pads. But one thing was interesting to me was to seeing that Alfred Collins, who um, is one of the most talented defensive players on this football team, especially on the defensive line, started off with the third team. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up when the season starts and how much of a role he has this year. We've heard a lot of, you know, a lot. The word we keep hearing with him is consistency. We know that he can make splash plays and is one of the most talented players on the roster. Um, but for some reason, and, you know, once again, coming into this camp, we see him on the starting off with the third team. Um, it just hasn't been able to translate to on the field yet. So I'm hoping that um, towards the end of fall camp and going into the season, he can be a big contributor for this football team because I think, uh, he's definitely one of the most talented defensive players on this football team um, and the type of players you need a big season from for this team to improve on a defense that was in the triple digits last year in terms of production and yards given up. Um, but, you know, they've talked about Ovia Gofu, how he's looked really good and how he um, and that stable role is probably being your starting pass rusher throughout the year um, is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, it's not going to be a world beater, but it has the potential to be really steady. Um, and give you a consistent pass rush. We know that um, it's really going to be a pass rush by committee with Baron Sorrells, Ovio Gofu, um, some talented freshmen, and Jamon Tapp, Jare Bledsoe, and Justice Finkley. Um, but really, it's going to have to come down to those big boys inside, those big, talented players inside in terms of, you know, being able to cause havoc up front and get right in the quarterback's lap, but also, you know, stopping those big holes we saw in the run game last year. And, you know, I'm challenging Keandre Coburn, Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, who I really like coming into his sophomore season, uh, Moral Ojemo, those big guys up front uh, to really cause havoc within that defensive line and take some pressure off of the edges um, and, you know, be able to get to the quarterback. But then also, you know, keep our linebackers clean, who we'll talk about next so that they can make plays in the running game, um, you know, and not have to worry about shedding tackles, but just getting to the ball carrier and bringing him down for a loss. So the de defensive line uh, is a big question mark going into the season and will dictate the success of this football team this year. I think they have the talent to do it, whether it's on the interior offensive line with players like Byron Murphy um, and Keandre Coburn or on the edges with Ovia Gofu, you know, Justice Finkley, Baron Sorrells, players like that. We'll also talk about next how they'll be using DeMarvian Overshawn as a pass rusher, uh, but they're really going to have to put it together all on the field for this defense to be better and for this team to compete for a Big 12 championship. Quick word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we're talking about the linebackers, and I think one interesting development thus far, and we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, and Sark kind of confirmed it, it's the addition of Diamante Tucker Dorsey. And we talked about him on the FCS level and how he was just a magnet around the ball. Over 110 tackles, uh, nine tackles for loss, multiple sacks, multiple forced fumbles, multiple interceptions. And he's a smaller player, not traditional size for a linebacker. But once again, just a player that has heart and a player that's always around the ball. And the type of players that this Texas football team needs on defense, the type of players that they haven't had in a while that can come right in. Um, and be assets to your football team. And I think Diamante Tucker Dorsey has shown that already in fall camp. He's already had uh, an interception. And I think he gives them a lot of confidence at that linebacker position 
next to Jalen Ford, who I'm really excited about. I've been rewatching all of these Texas games from last year. And the one thing that stands out to me, one of the biggest takeaways, I should say, is that Jalen Ford is a dude. He just flies off the screen. He jumps off the screen. He's athletic. Uh, you know, his pursuit of the ball, you know, is he gets to the ball carrier fast. Most people, most people will remember uh, when Oklahoma State scored late in the game, I think it was 23-25, and they were going on a two-point conversion to try to tie the game against Texas. And Jalen Ford, uh, they kind of do a little swing pass, a little check down out to the running back, and Jalen Ford just met him um and stopped him you know for no gain um and, and definitely stopped him from getting a two-point conversion and I think you know because he was down on the depth chart last year um you know he didn't get a lot of playing time but when he did he flashed but I think with him in a, in a full-time starting role this season that linebacker room is going to be a lot better he flashes he has the athleticism uh to play the position and dominate uh, at the position he has really good speed and pursuit coming downhill he's athletic enough to make plays in the passing game covering running backs and tight ends and I think he has the mentality of a middle linebacker. He's smart enough to diagnose plays and stop plays before they come uh, become big games on this defense. And I think Diamante Tucker Dorsey has the same type of skill set, although a smaller player, just a player that consistently is around the uh, ball, makes plays on the ball, and the type of player that has the heart um, and the fire that you want at the linebacker position. Uh, to improve your defense and, and go out there and make plays in the run game and the passing game. And I think the addition of Diamante Tucker Dorsey, as we talked about on this podcast, the addition of Diamante Tucker Dorsey and the ability to put him and uh, Jalen Ford at linebacker and have two really good inside linebackers allows you to be flexible with how you use DeMarvin and Overshine. Of course, he's still going to play at kind of that off ball linebacker role. But now, you know, people have kind of called it the Michael Parsons role as a Cowboys fan. I hesitate to say Michael Parsons because we're talking about an all pro defensive player in the NFL. But to help visualize it, something like that, they're going to use him exclusively as a pass rusher a lot this season and a lot more than we saw last season. I think the ability to still have two really good linebackers in Diamante Tucker Dorsey and Jalen Ford allows you to use DeMarvian Overshawn in a variety of different ways. So he's still going to be um in that off-ball linebacker spot he's still going to be um you know downhill attacking the runner in the run game he's still going to be covering um you know as a linebacker tight ends and running backs but this is a team that's concerned about their pass rush they missed out on Oshawn Mathis over the summer and they have a lot of talented players but players that you know are going to have to develop and get better over the season and so I think one way to combat that is to use one of your most talented players and, and just say go get the quarterback and we're going to see a lot of that from DeMarvian Overshone this year. And a big reason for that is adding Diamante Tucker Dorsey through the transfer portal and the, him and Jalen Ford being your two starting inside linebackers this year compared to last year is the reason that that linebacker room is going to be a lot better going into the season. As far as the defensive back rooms to close it out, I think Deshaun Jamison has probably been the story on the defensive side going into fall camp. Um, they said he's had four interceptions thus far. Uh, one of those in one practice, three in the other practice, a couple of those off of Quinn Ewers and Hudson Card. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are, have talked about how, you know, they've seen enough of Deshaun Jameson at corner. Other people are a little more patient. Um, you know, I've kind of made the point that he's just a really talented playmaker. Um, he's a talented corner. I think he takes a lot of challenges and sometimes uh, a lot of chances, I should say. And, and sometimes he's out of position. Um, but I think also, you know, as we've continued to see at camp and as we've seen at times during the season, um, he just finds a way to get his hands on the ball. Um, and I think that you know, turnovers are a big part of this game, as I talked about before, you know, with Quinn Ewers throwing these interceptions in fall camp, coincidentally to Deshaun Jameson, but turnovers change games. 
And will Deshaun Jameson give up plays at times? Yeah, all corners do. But you also want that corner out there that's a threat to give you four or five interceptions every year. And I think Deshaun Jameson definitely is a threat to do that, as we've seen in the first week of fall practice with him already having four interceptions. I think Ryan Watts, uh, the 6'3", the long corner, the, the transfer from Ohio State, I think that he gives uh, them a lot of optimism that he can shut down over there at their corner position. Um, you know, maybe not with, with smaller guys because he's big um, and probably doesn't have the speed and quickness that they have, but definitely against bigger receivers. I, I think he gives you a lot of, of confidence over there um, on the boundary at that corner position opposite from Deshaun Jameson. I think Jade Barron has been a stud since the spring um, at that star position, and I think he'll continue to do that. I think he gives them um, a really good corner and somebody that's always going to be on the field, whether it's in nickel, uh, base, or, or, or whatever uh, defense they're in. It, it, they're always going to have a spot for uh, Jade Barron at corner. I think he's one of the best de- defensive backs thus far. And I think Terrence Brooks and Jalen Gilbo give you two really talented freshmen um, that can come in and, and spot play your corners at times. Um, and I don't think that the, the production and the defensive back room uh, drops off too much. Now, it still remains to, see, to be seen what safety will look like. You have two first-time players at the position um, and Anthony Cook and, and Keaton Crawford. Now, I think that uh, you know, both of them are really talented playmakers, but once again, they're transitioning into a position they've never played before. And safety is very important to having a good defense. That's your last line of defense. And so we'll continue to see how they look. We haven't heard much coming from them out of fall camp thus far, but we'll continue to see how they look. Also, Jaron Thompson um, and, and then Mo Blackwell, how they'll get um, incorporated into that rotation as well. So really good things coming out of fall camp thus far. Um, we'll continue to update you um, every couple of practices on what's going on with your Longhorn football team and how they look going into a very important season for Sark in number two, year number two in 2022, um, as they get through these next couple of weeks of fall camp practices and start their first game in route to another Big 12 championship game on September 3rd against Louisiana Monroe. Thank you, Longhorn Nation, for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Jeez your team every day. As always, peace.